My name's Adele Onyango and welcome to another episode of Legally Clueless. No, seriously, I have no clue what I'm doing, but I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one. Hey you, welcome to episode 86. Thank you so much for listening to Legally Clueless. If this is not your first time, thank you for being part of the tribe. If this is your first ever episode, clearly you don't like listening to things in chronological order, (laughs) which is absolutely okay, man. There's no rules here. Just welcome to the tribe. Of course, you can catch us on Twitter. Just use the hashtag Legally Clueless and on Instagram, we're at Legally Clueless Podcast. Just a bit of a disclaimer, I have no idea what's happening in my neighborhood between the kids and the birds. <laughs> it's like they're in competition this morning to see who can make the most noise. But um, if you hear any squeaking or squeals or chirping in the background, just know it's, yeah, the birds or the kids. First and foremost, happy new month. It's November, we're getting closer to Christmas, which is great. But another thing you need to know about November is that it ends, well, kind of ends, with 16 days of activism against gender-based violence. And also remember the 25th of November is the International Day for the Elimination of Violence Against Women. That said, this episode is going to focus on women who have survived sexual violence. The story is going to be touching on that. So in case that topic could be a bit triggering for you, this is a trigger warning. This is probably a heavy episode, but I think it's powerful. And obviously, as we go along the episode, I'll explain why. A little later, you'll hear a story by Alice. This is part of her story. Born in Kayole, had a campus boyfriend. It was love in the first sight. Alukwa boyfriend, yeah, my best friend. But Serikali girls one and asked me, tribe ya baby daddy. I told her, Apo aliniambia, pack your things and leave my house. When I delivered the second born the guy changed when women don't care and they started doing their dirty things in front of my kids and he told his friend animalizia and the friend i wasn't giving him conjugal rights when they had katuna kunipiga he raped me this time was my husband who raped me my okay means i just want to find myself they should not wangu. So that's part of Alice's story, which you will hear a little later in this episode on 100 African Stories. I think I told you in episode either 83 or 84, I can't really remember, about a story I recorded that ended up with me having a complete emotional breakdown. So it was Alice's story. So before I unpack (laughs) a lot for you in this episode, I want to start by sharing the song of the week. Why I'm starting with this song is because, as you know, I am a survivor of rape. I was raped in December 2008. And um, <sighs> healing from rape, let me be specific to rape and not say sexual violence because I may not fully understand other forms of sexual violence. Healing from rape is well, for me, it has been the moments where I've taken so many steps forward and I feel like, okay, I'm, I'm rebuilding certain parts of my life that were broken because of that experience. And then there are days where all of those steps forward are erased in like the blink of an eye. So it's like 
really up down up down movements you know and i found that it affects parts of my life that maybe somebody else on the outside looking in wouldn't think that rape would have affected those parts <sighs> okay <laughs> let me take a deep breath in <laughs> and out oof <sighs> before we continue so the reason i want to share this particular song of the week which i suspect i've shared before is because it's a constant reminder to me this particular song it's just over two minutes long it's a really short song for me how i i receive this song is it's kind of like the soundtrack for my healing from this rape because the song is called get free it's by mareba so in the description of this episode there's a link to the song and when i listen to it i connect with it in that face or that that sphere of my life where that's really what I'm trying to do I, I'm trying to get free which is a bit unfair because I didn't ask to be raped nobody ever asks to be raped but because of that I, I have to fight almost every day to regain certain parts of me I have to fight to be free so that's why I kind of really like this song maybe you're not a survivor but maybe there's something else you're fighting to get free of so maybe that's how you'll connect with the song i'm not sure just listen to it and and you can hit me up and let me know how how you connect with the song so i'm very anxious about this particular episode because sometimes i get i don't know if it's that i get scared or people's reaction to rape and their fear of even just the word gets projected on me and I internalize it. So sometimes I'll be silent because I'm like, this is too heavy. Ugh, nobody wants to hear this. Nobody cares because it does feel like nobody cares about survivors. And so I get nervous of diving deep into it like the way I will or I am in this episode. But also on the flip side is I, I do want you to listen. I do want survivors to be heard. And it's also a part of my story. And this is a space I created for me to be able to comfortably share my story. So hey, <laughs> you know, I just have to share. So about two weeks ago, I went to record the story that you'll hear in this episode. I alluded to what happened two episodes ago. But as a survivor of rape who does a lot of advocacy work, you might say. And through my initiative, I have Safe 247. So that's like intervention work. And this is a space that I've been in for a while. First, immediately, okay, well, not immediately, maybe like a year or two after I got raped, I really got into the advocacy work because I was so angry that this happened to me and nobody was talking about rape. Y'all were just going on like, <laughs> I don't know, like this thing just didn't happen. And that made me very angry. And I think that's where my initial advocacy work was born from, anger. But I realized two weeks ago that all through the work that I did, I've never intentionally done a debrief where after I've been exposed to certain stories by survivors or certain conversations, even just drawing up the Safe 247 curriculum, right? Yes, I'm in therapy, but I've not intentionally done a debrief for these programs and spaces I've exposed myself to. And maybe it's because I didn't really think any of them triggered me until two weeks ago when I recorded this story. I told you how driving home I was just in tears and I like, called a friend of mine who stayed on the phone with me until I got home. And immediately after that, I literally called up my, my therapist. So I basically have two therapists because 
my main therapist relocated. So we do virtual sessions because I've been with her for years. But in this moment, she was like, okay, I can also add on one-on-one therapy sessions with somebody who she knows who's based in Nairobi. I learned how important debriefs are. And I mean, even just yesterday, I had a session in the morning and then in the afternoon, I had to go for a shoot. And driving to the shoot, I had like pangs of anxiety coming in. And, you know, I had to just go into that shoot. Luckily, I was just kind of redoing an the audio part of a video shoot. So... <laughs> Nobody had to see my face and I, I made sure ugh, this is so weird. I don't even know why I did this and even why I'm sharing it, but I did it. I just think it's strange that I did it because I didn't want my eyes to be seen. I didn't want somebody to see that perhaps I I was not okay or that my eyes were like leaning on the red side of life <laughs> because of crying. So I made sure I had the thickest, most dramatic eyelashes. <laughs> You know the strip eyelashes that you you put in for yourself? Yeah, I made sure that I had those <sighs> just in case I got the shoot and I needed to redo the video side of things, but luckily I didn't. Anyway, long story short. So in recording this story by Alice, which you're about to hear, I get to the crew offices. So crew are the center for rights, education and awareness. I get to their offices, meet a lovely lady called Christine who does their comms work. She offers me coffee. I explain that, hey, I am in the midst of quitting, which by the way, I'm still keeping up with. I have just hit three weeks free of coffee. <laughs> you know, we go in, so I have tea and samosas and I meet Alice who's the survivor I am recording survivor of domestic violence and rape and I'm there because during this pandemic there has been a crazy spike in cases of gender-based violence and all I've been seeing in the news is just the government acknowledging that yes there's been a spike but no real tangible action which is very irritating so basically a lot of the intervention and the work in trying to figure out this already existing problem that has been aggravating has fallen on NGOs or like private organizations that are working in this space so they have to bear the brunt while we're having this conversation over tea Christine tells me that there's only one fully-fledged shelter for women that is run by the government in Kenya. Only one. All the rest are run by like NGOs and other organizations. But those that are fully run by the government <laughs> is only one. And it's in Makoini County. I'm like, what is happening, honestly? So anyway, back to Alice. I meet her and she has a newborn that she's holding and her little cousin who kind of looks like maybe just entered teenagehood is there to help her so we talk about life and she's so super bubbly like i'm already so drawn to her we talk about covid of course we talk about newborns a bit about my niece i'm that auntie who will like bring in my niece to every conversation <laughs> and then halfway which is so interesting she remembers where she knows me from she's like you were on kiss fm like I used to listen and really just want to speak English the way you do, which by the way is something that I get 
a lot. It's strange to me, but I get it a lot. And then she tells me how now that I'm not on Kiss. She's like, why did you leave? Now I have to listen to another station that's in Kiswahili that I really don't like. And we have a really good laugh about like the media landscape and entertainment. Then we get back to the reason why I'm there, which is the Kenya Safety Nets Consortium. It's made up of a couple of organizations, Oxfam in Kenya, Kenya Red Cross Society, Concern Worldwide, Acted, Impact Initiatives, and Crew, and there's also Wangu Kanja Foundation. They are EU-funded. They've come up with this initiative to help vulnerable families by sending cash transfers, so like cash disbursements. Think about it like a relief fund. But what's really great about this initiative is that it especially targets survivors of gender-based violence. So these cash transfers go a long way. I mean, they'll help survivors pay their bills, get their daily needs, not only theirs, but also if they have kids as well, it helps. And I think also most importantly, they do not have to be reliant on their abuses, especially during this pandemic where people's livelihoods have been disrupted. There are also really good resources under this initiative. Wangu Kanja have a mobile app where you can report abusers. So if you check the description, of this episode, there's a link to that app. It's called SV underscore case study, and it's available on your Google Play Store, so only for Android. Then there's a hotline number where survivors can get legal services, telecounseling, other referrals if you're looking for shelter opportunities. And that hotline is by Crew, and it's 0800 Again, that's in the description of this podcast episode. And if you want to know more about this particular Safety Nets initiative, you can go to the Oxfam social media pages. Again, I put those in the description of this episode. So we're in the room. I set up my microphone, my laptop and everything. And by we, I mean myself, a counselor who then now takes um, Alice's newborn, who sleeps all through the recording. And you know how newborns don't do that. I think that was just the universe saying like, this is such an important story to be recorded. <laughs> Let me knock out this little one. And Christine is also in the room and we record this story. A hundred African stories powered by the European Union funded Safety Nets program, helping vulnerable families and survivors of gender-based violence. For more information on the program, visit Oxfam in KE on Twitter and Oxfam in Kenya on Facebook. My name is Ali Sakiji. I'm from Nairobi, born in Kayole. I studied in my prim- my primary education was in same in Kayole too. I my secondary education in Machakos. I later finished in Kayole form four. In high school, I used to love funky. I used to love peer CRE English. The other subjects, no. <laughs> Funky is whereby we are taken outside school, Pengine CU. We mix with other school. We have fun. It's like a holiday. <laughs> it's like a holiday. Ukitoka inja shule, yondo kitu yuneza celebrate. My friends in high school, one was Zara, the other was Winnie, Pesh, Angeline, and Irene. Walgonganile msemo, they are from Nairobi. So they used to control the school. Oh, I used to be a good student. Then, chipo zilikuwa zinaingia shule. So, mimi, that day, nikajiambia, I have to go outside. 
wengine wanatoka mimi kangi. I have to go outside go look for chipo then i come with it <laughs> nikifilisha wengine so kumbe hiyo ndio siku yangu mbaya the moment i sneaked out i think somebody went and told them teacher on duty they started looking for me siku realize na tafutwa moment yenye narudi shule nikapata shule minyamaza kabisa nilikuwa wakati wa entertainment hapo ndo nikafeel hapa kuna kitu mbaya inaendelea then all of a sudden before hata ni mix before i mix with the others watu wakambo in the dome wakalali and it was around sa moja sa moja na huwa siku za entertainment we used to l- sleep at around sa sita sa tano sa sita hapo so mimi ndo nikaleta nikaleta yani shule ikakuwa hivyo <laughs> kitu ya kwanza i was a very talkative girl so nikimiss dakika moja najulikana alice is not around <laughs> at least the noise maker is not around so vile nilienda dom kugonga mlango kitu nilisikia tu watu wakisema unatafutwa don't come in <laughs> so i went and sleep kwa class till morning but the watchman watchman waliniona but ngamboni nisingie kwa dom they thought pengine nimekuja na drugs which miss jaitumia drugs watchman wakaniambia nilale hapo kwa darasa dia asubuhi kesi yangu itatuliwe then i slept there until morning akukua na peace shule <laughs> people were worried others started to miss me jewelry jewelry to attend nyumbani wengine wananiambia nitafute kiswahili ya kusema my best friend zara kanletea dc mwakaniambia just go and tell the teachers ulikuwa na simu kwa uwanja but don't accept ulitoka nje ya shule so mimi niko nalitumia wazo yake <laughs> it was sunday yo sunday hakuna teacher mwenye aliniongelesha so nikaambwa nikae tu kama outsider but nakula kuna kuingia kwa darasa kulala nitakubaliwa kulala kwa dom hiyo sunday ilikuwa siku ya church hata sikukubaliwa nika i stayed outside tu nikirom so monday vililifika nikaitwa kwa bog nikasema nilikuwa na simu they were shocked kusababu <laughs> wakisearch simu shule wazipati <laughs> tena mimi as a prefect simu nimetoa wapi <laughs> nikamwambia mimi nilikuwa na chat <laughs> kwa wanja <laughs> Sasa since nilikuwa unajua nilikuwa na grade mzuri I used to have to get good grades so they had to nini wa discuss this issue whether ninatoka ama nasamewa they give me nini punishment that was Monday bado tu niko free freestyle <laughs> Tuesday bado ya discuss <laughs> tunanikiendea chakula na kula chakula walimu <laughs> <laughs> Wednesday sasa they called my mom mama kakuja the school waka decide BOG plus teachers waka decide there is no need of sending this girl for an expulsion so they decided to give me a punishment but my mom was shocked my daughter with a phone how Alice sneaked how mimi najua nimelea nimelea mtoto wangu kwa njia nzuri hizi vitu zote zenye mnaniambia hazingi so my mom akanitoa shule akaniambia si kuleta boarding ufanye hizi vitu uko twendo kai karibu na mimi i went back home <laughs> to nilirudi kaiole it was hectic sababu kitu ya kwanza the school was far i had to walk sometimes and nipatia fare kitaka life ilikuwa ngumu alichange tena mamangu alichange alikuwa ananipiga pigo ovyo ovyo lakini nangangana sema tu mimi hata tunipatie certificate all i want is a form 4 certificate grade yangu ikashuka nikasema hapa sasa i'm working for my for my certificate not for my grades vile tu anaendelea kunimi street the more she mistreats me the more nakuwa mbaya sisomi until nikamaliza kcse 
siku siku pass nilifanya tu nipate tu certificate ya form 4 niseme kani tu nilimaliza form 4 after form 4 after KCSE i went to do computer for two months then after two months had a campus boyfriend i decided to get a kid it was love in the first sight tulikuwa tunachatingi tu na yeye alikuwa boyfriend ya my best friend but serikali kageuzwa <laughs> Sasikali kageuzwa kwa sababu eh nilikuwa natamani ngi kuenda campus. Sasa nikiangalia this guys in KU. KU was my dream campus. Nika decide kwa sababu mamangu ali change. My mom changed. Alikuwa na mistreats. Sasa kasema hapa sina mali pingine pa kuishi. Nitaka tunao kijana. Hadi nikapata ball. Nilimaliza form 4 in 2014. I can remember uh, my last paper was in November, but in January nikapata mimba cuz niko nasema at least nimepata mali naweza kana nipendwe kuliko unaka mali sipendwi tulikuwa tunaishi na my cousins yani mamangu alikuwa ni treat like I'm not a daughter so hiyo ndio ilinifoce niende nikimbilia ali marriage tuseme it was like a marriage after nimepata mimba the guy took me to to shags shags kwao i stayed there till nilifika 8 months pregnant so hapo that time when my when i was 8 months pregnant his dad passed so after tumezika his dad we had a meeting with the family cause the dad accepted me his mom accepted me so after the burial we had a family meeting and they told me since his name was Charles since Charles is in campus that year we can't educate her father so it's up to you you decide you stay here without Charles Charles arudi amalize shule or you go so the signs the new like jana alinionyesha hapo tukiwa tuko hiyo meeting aliniambia nisikubali nisikubali yani hiyo signs don't accept cause pia pale kwa kulikuwa na mambo za uchawi uchawi ukambani huko so after the meeting mimi niliwaambia tu nitakubali kukaa home i will accept to stay here till charles amalize shule but the following day tulitoroka na charles alisema akitoka na mimi watalipa fee lakini watampatia pocket money so yeye akaamua acha tutoroke ataamua ku kutafuta the moment tulifika Nairobi i met with the friend my friend tukatosoma ne primary umsiana kanikwamilia kaniambia twende kwake tukalale tukalale kwake na hapo ndo nili sikujua hapo ndo mwisho wa kuachwa na Charles <laughs> akaniatia hapo he later told me it's over what he has chosen ni education yake <laughs> na kitu yenye nilikuwa najua home hakuna mwenyenge nikubali na mimba so <laughs> But he didn't text text me. He, he sent the message to my friend. So akaambia rafiki yangu, "Oh msichana mwenye uko naye, wewe rafiki yako, watu wao wayuko mbali na mali unaishi. Tell her to go and search for her family, wagaramikie mahitaji za mtoto zote, mimi nimeamua kusoma. Mimi nikikuja kunini kumuuliza baadaye, hashiki simu." nikimtext mbona umenifanyia hivyo? Hako anajibu. Ananiambia nilichezea masomo yangu. Ya ameamua ku kusoma ule msana alinyang'ana juu chini kwenda kutafuta watu wetu mimi sikujua natafuta i never knew she was searching for my family so what she did she took the numbers kwa simu yangu anawatafuta one by one akiwaeleza my situation mamangu alinikataa your time 
Akasema, you know, I'm the only child of my mother. So what she told the girl, tell Alice to go and search for her parents because I'm not her mother. Kama kuna mimba, wazi mtoto wangu. My shosh, mother of my mom. Alikubali lakini alikuwa na conditions. Anambienda kubali kumchukua lakini maitaji zote ya ya atagaramikia. Anaza nipatia malipa kulala. So, akongenas, one of my aunties, sister to my mom, anitua Rachel. Rachel kamua kunigaramikia kila kitu wadia kaniambia. She told me to go and stay at her place because by that time she wasn't in Nairobi. Rachel didn't say dear. I didn't kajifungwa. I lost one of the babies. They were twins. So I lost one. Nikabaki na moja. After I've delivered, after one month, Rachel took me. Nikuwa nishikuwa ke Nairobi. So mali alikuwa naishi ni taita. Akanembe ni pange vitu zangu niende nikakai na yuko mali yako. Because she do, she do mining. Kanyembe niende nikakai yuko. Anifundishe kazi ya mining. Ndiyo nilena yu mtoto wangu. Mini lienda. I thought life itakuwa raisi. But I didn't test. Okay, she misread me. Angepuja sometimes, and pigi adi. Kwa sababu alukwa najua sina malipa kuenda, sikuwa na malipa kuenda. So ilibidi tunivumilia, nilivumilia for one year. Then that's where my mom alinifumbuka, and my mom told me to, aminisamia, I go back to Nairobi. So nikatoka taita, nikarudi Nairobi. Nikakaa. Then tina mamangu akakuja kanembea you have to go and visit your shosh just since you came to Nairobi hope wangu sikwa sikwa yenda kuona shosh that i think it was like nimeka Nairobi 8 months so kwenda kwa shosh sikujua ilikuwa ni plan ya mamangu kunifukuza cause it was like nimekuwa burden kwake tena kwenda kwa shosh shosh nikakaa 2 weeks akarauka one of the morning 6 my son there was I think one year, one year and some film, uh, almost two years. One of the morning shows, akamuka, akanuliza, kanyamusha, and asked me, eh, tribia, tribia, baby daddy. I told her, the tribe, hapo aliniambia, pack your things and leave my house. Amo umtoto windu mpeani huku ndo mbaki kwa nyumbangu. I packed, and hapo ndo lianza life ya sponsor. Nilirudi taita. There was a guy. I wasn't dating him. But I decided to accept him. I knew he was, a, he was some, somebody's husband. So I accepted him. So ndo ni survive. Na mtoto wangu. Nikampigia simu. Kanyambia nirudi taita. Tukaishi pamoja. Nikaenda taita. Kuenda taita. Tulika. <coughs> Tulika. Sapo ndo nikuja kujirealize. What I'm doing is not good. Staying with somebody's husband. And I told him, wacha tutu wachani. Nika wachana na ye. Ndo nika meet the father of my second born. He was, haku uh, wameo. Haku well off. But nika sema tu. Tutanzia tu chini. Nika pata mimba ya pili. Life. Likuwa tunivo kunangana tu. Lakini at least, nikona kuangu. Nasema uni buwanangu na jivunia. I was proud he's my husband. I have somewhere to call, to call home. My this is my house. When I delivered the second born, the guy changed. 
he wasn't providing nikakuwa sasa mwenye ananijukumikia sana nampigia tu mamangu nambembeleza kwa simu namwambia tunitumie tu kitu kidogo tupate hata yaunga ananitumia mwanume alianza kuwa mgamu na niko na mtoto mdogo saizwa ananyonya <laughs> mgamu in english is <laughs> he was mean yeah he was mean anafanya kazi is kibarua was fetching water selling like per day used to make 1200 1300 but it akununua mafuta ya kupika kwa nyumba was hard for him so had to be smart because ningesema namtegemea sana watoto wangu wangekuwa na ralanja so ilikuwa inabidi natafuta tu Kiswahili naambia mamangu unajua hizi nikimwambia tu nikimtajia tu mtoto ni mgonjwa atatuma but sikuwa i mention to my mom i was staying with a man cause hapo angewahi nitumia hata chochote hivyo hivyo survive hivyo sometimes nikikosa niko na marafiki nakula hapo mwanaume don't care yanakuja tu kama hakuna chakula yatalala until one day he came in with it was it was at around 9 9 pm my husband came in with a friend a man and uh, i don't know if alikuwa girlfriend wake kulikuwa na mwanaume na mwanamke walingia tu kwa nyumba and they were drunk so walingia kwa nyumba akaniambia chakula kama iko hapo sawa watu wangu nikamwambia chakula kama uko acha nitakupatia chakula gani tukaanza argument hapo after argument aliingia bedroom na huyo mwanamke and they started doing their dirty things in front of my kids nikaanza ku complain like fujo <laughs> I started drawing things at him. Alitoka hapo kwa kitanda kama minipiga and he told his friend animalizie and the friend alinirepa hapo mbele watoto wangu. Nimepigwa na bleed kwa masikio. <laughs> Then his friend raped me in front of my two kids. so after that after the rape i took my kids the rape the rape happened at around sasita huko but imenyolinge kwa nyumba ilikuwa satatu so hiyo time yote ilikuwa tu ni argument kufanyia uchafu yake kwa kitanda huko na mwingine kwa hapo tu ana smoke huko mwenyolinge rape alikuwa tu hapo sasa sita hapo ndo alikuja kanirepa nikatoka after the rip nilichukua watoto wangu nikakimbia nao hadi kwa pasta pasta yote alikuwa tu hapo karibu nikakimbia nao kwa pasta i told our pastor mimi nimepigwa but i never told her i was raped tukaniambia ningoje hadi asubuhi akanipatia mali pa kulala nikalala hadi asubuhi kaambia i want to go to the police station and report this thing pasta kaniambia vitu kama hizi wazinatatuliwa kinyumbani so pasta kaniambia i go to the hospital the man was called he came and he apologized there and akaambua nipeleke hospitali alikubali kunipeleka but niliambua nisiseme ninyamaze wataitatua so nikasema it's okay kama unaweza itatua i accepted but nilikuwa tu 50-50 kwa sababu nilikuwa pia namhurumia bado ile love iko it took me to the hospital tukarudi nyumbani and we solved the issues but sikuwa nimemsamehe sana nilimwambia tu nitakaa but anipatie time 
anipatie time ni recover then tajua what next hapo nilikuwa tunapanga vile tu nitatoka hapo kwa hiyo nyumba cause nilikuwa shindwa ndenda wapi kwa sababu hata tukikommunicate na mamangu namwambia natamani kurudi Nairobi ananiambia ana yana nyumba ananiambia anaishi kwa rafiki yake alishindwa kulipa rent hana kazi so anaishi na rafiki yake so ananiambia hata nikirudi nitaenda kuishi wapi ananiambia kama nitakubali nirudi niishi kwa shosho ni sawa but sikuwa nimetamani kurudi kwa shosho yangu i love my grandma but vila linifanyia sikuwa natamani kurudi kwake i wasn't giving him conjugal rights so one of one one day aliamka tu na kunipiga kanipiga then he raped me this time was my husband who raped me after that aliomba msamaha kama kawaida siliamua sisemi akomba msamaha kama kawaida i forgive him but bado napanga kile nitafanya ndio nitoke hapo mateso iliendelea he continued mistreating me harassing me until vile shule vile walikuja the president alikuja kwa announce shule zifungwe juu ya corona hapo nilipata fare nikakuja Nairobi and that's how nilitoka hapo nilitoka kwa hiyo marriage sikuja nimetoka na mimba never knew i was pregnant i came to Nairobi i stayed with a friend then I later on discovered i was pregnant the friend told me eh hiyo mzigo itakuwa ngumu nijipange mimba ilikuishaanza kuwa kuwa nikakuja nikaambia nyanyangu she gave me a place to stay she accepted but what she told me i'll be providing for food rent ya nalipiwa na watoto wake lakini chakula alisema chakula yeye anaweza toa tu ni vegetables as for unga mafuta kupika nijipange and that's how life imekuwa nikikosa minaka watu wangu sometimes wangekula kwa jirani or my cousin sometimes sana kuna cousin yangu ananisaidia tu ile kidogo nyamepata ndo life isonge mbele until now i've given birth i've tried several times to commit suicide but the moment i look at my children na hold kuna time hata imefika nilikuwa nataka kuwa watoto cause the people when you are street son and my family members after i realized that i was pregnant i had to tell my mom she was shocked she cried and nuliza takusaidia je mtoto wangu mimi mwenyewe sijiwezi namwambia so hiyo that time tulikuwa tunapeana to blame namwambia you are the cause yeah pia ananiambia i'm the cause but i never told her i was raped hata siwezi jua hii mimba ni i can't know if mtu na bwanangu ni best yake the best mwanalini rap sisi jua but sikumwambia mimi nilirepiwa aliniuliza baba mtoto nikamwambia baba mtoto sijui sijua kwa wapi cause vile nilifind out niko pregnant pia nilipigia mwanaume na hapo ndo alichange number decide sijui namba yake he changed the number hatuja communicate miezi mingi hatuja communicate kabisa mamangu kaniambia kuna vile atanisaidia lakini akipata kidogo yenye amepata ndo atatuletea. So nikiwa hapo kwa shosha, amekuwa ki sometimes analeta sometimes kama hajapata siwezi mlazimisha. Aniambia hajapata. Hana, navumilia tu hivyo. Kazi yangu ndo aliniambia kusuikrio. Yeye ndilenda kwake nikafunguka nikamwambia kwa sababu amekuanga free na mimi sana. So nitaenda nikamwambia, akaniambia pia yeye amepitia the same thing she was raped na akaniambia haiko organization inaitwa crew wanaweza kusaidia 
kwa kuongelesha kwa sababu yote nikienda kwake nilikuwa namwambia in case if i die mniangalia tu watoto so akiona vile leona madi nimefikia akaniambia you need someone unaweza ongea naye ndo akani connect hapa crew nikaongea na mtu anaitwa Adrian so Adrian akani patia ndo counselor anaitwa Catherine Catherine amekuwa akiniongelesha nikaanza kupata ile love hadi kwa watoto siwezi fikiria hadi kuaua so mwenye alibaki tu ni huyu huyo mdogo hata nikiongelesha even tu aim yangu ilikuwa tu ni kumtoto atanikimzaa nikafikiria hadi kumuua tu kwa sababu wao wengine wanateseka kwa sababu ya huyu hakuna kitu yenyeweza fanya sai there is no work i can do at this time kuna time my shoes sole shoes you know fikiria they are carry anaongea nonsense hadi mbele ya watoto na kutusi so akinitusi hivyo watu nafikiria tu hizo suicidal thoughts ndo zilikuwa but the moment naongea na Catherine nasikia pia ai anyway there is tomorrow pengine my tomorrow itafanana na my today so najipatia ile tu nguvu nasema ah, there is one day I'll make it the disappointing message today that i got from my cousin was they came for me all could you see nimetoka and the girl mwenye nilikuwa naye huyu mwenye alikuwa tu hapa akaniambia unatoka usi lakini tafuta mali utaenda kulala kamliza wai shosho siku amekuwa tu akinitusi atutongo kwa hapo shosha anasema nimempatia mzigo wa watu wawili ndio mwingine nenda kumwongezea hapo kwa nyumba nijipange mtoto akikula najua sahi chakula nyona kula pale si yenye mimi nimeprovide cause niko usi mtoto akikula naambiwa kula tu na mama kwa juu kutafuta your mother doesn't know how to hustle and you are eating you can imagine my first born ago 5 years second born ago 2 years mtotona shindo ndikulala my first born niko naambiwa nakataa kulala usiku kwa sababu yeye anasema tu ataka mamake shosho amekuwa too much anaenda na ona marafiki zangu wenyewe kwa hapo au majirani anaambia mnamsaidianga ya nini akienda kizaza watu bila mpango hapo anajua hadi unapata sometimes mtu ana anachoka hata nikienda kumuomba kitu anambia supatie my second born anaitwa Viana supatie Viana takama nikauji akunywe boy anasema mistaki maneno na nyanya yako kuna time i didn't leave nilikuwa nataka kufukuza last week yeah it was last week sister mamangu moja kasema nitoke mamangu wa provide rent ya shosho na joshua na rent nitoke so siku nilikataa kutoka ilikuwa ni karibu ikwe vita nilikataa kutoka hadi leba ikakuja alianza kuumwa naumwa na kuna mwenye alikuwa anashughulika nililala nja so kuna time na give up nikiongeleshwa narudi tena niko sawa may okay <laughs> means i just want to get out of that house one day I just want to find myself naishi tu na watoto wangu hata kama tunalala chini kwa box ama tu kwa floor bora tu i'm with my kids no one is stressing me at least i'm doing something to bring food on the table hiyo dream sometimes okay naweza sema natamani kwa hivyo nikifikiria mtoto nashindwa how will i make how will i make it with this kid ni ngumu mwenye angenisaidia ni mamangu but <laughs> unaweza imagine hata sijua naishi wapi i don't know where my mom stays yakikuja hata by the end wameletea nguo za mtoto zingine ameomba 
aliniambia zingine ameomba zingine amenunua ni kidogo lakini at least siko na chochote but at least amenisaidia mahali so hata kama ananiambia hana mali pa kuishi sijui kama ni ukweli i don't know <laughs> ni watu tunasema tu yani i just want to nikipata tu ni kuopeke yangu na watoto wangu naishi tu na nafanya kitu hiyo at least itakuwa sawa A hundred African stories powered by the European Union funded Safety Nets program for referrals to the counseling and legal services. Survivors of gender-based violence can call this toll-free number 0800-720-186 or this SMS line 21094. So after we recorded Alice's story, crew began working to relocate her and her children to a shelter, a space where they will be safe and she will be safe even mentally she's of course benefiting from this initiative but i when i was recording and i think this is something about recording stories at the very beginning when you're hearing her laugh and speak about her school days and sneaking out to buy chips and things like that she's bubbly she's loud she's laughing and so i told her that that girl still exists in her that girl is still there despite everything that she's gone through and it's unfair that she has to work at healing because again as i said at the beginning of this podcast nobody asks to be raped but the work that a survivor has to do to heal is so <sighs> it's a lot but that that girl is still there could actually be the fuel to keep her going along in her healing oh man it was a lot so we record the story and then the counselor <laughs> i think she could just see that i i really was not quite okay so she asks me how are you feeling and so i tell her i'm very angry and she asks me who are you angry at i say i'm angry that this happened to alice i'm angry that so many people have let her down i'm angry as a survivor because it feels like we're yelling at brick walls when we're asking for things to change Ugh. I I'm I'm angry because it feels like nobody's listening to us. Hey, and then the tears came. <laughs> but it was it was a very I want to say I don't want to say healing moment, but it was like a spiritual moment I felt for me and Alice, but I I also still felt and still feel very angry because even after recording this story I went to visit um one more organization that is part of this initiative which is Wangu Kanja so they are in Mukurukwaruben which is here in Nairobi I got there recorded some more stories interacted with them got to know more about what they do and in that experience learned that most of the women who were doing that work were survivors as well. So then I got angry all over again cuz I was like, not only are we survivors navigating this healing process that is just so up down up down all over the place, but we now also have to fix this community, this county, this country because nobody is listening to us. Yeah, so then I got angry again. Good thing is that I would schedule these site visits right before either my scheduled therapy sessions and then I'd also ask for a debriefing session from now the therapist who's based here but for you i just first thank you for listening to this podcast episode thank you for listening to myself for listening to alice please keep listening to survivors please share the resources that 
have been shared in this episode. I've put them in the description of this episode. They could really go a long way to help another survivor, like to help them get legal services, to help them get counseling, to help move them to a shelter, to help them report abusers. Share those resources as far and wide as you can because you do not even know who in your circles is actually a survivor. It's not easy to come out and say you went through this, that, and the other. And then find your role, man. Just find your role in this fight. Perhaps it's you're helping erase and end rape culture. That means calling out the people in your family or in your friend circle who propagate it in the jokes they tell, in their behavior. Just call it out. These perpetrators belong to some circle and hopefully those circles can hold them accountable. Yeah, just find your role in helping us. Whew. That, that, that was a lot to record. <laughs> and I, I don't know why I just second guess myself all the time. I'm like, will you find it too heavy? But what is too heavy? This is part of what we unfortunately had to go through. So silence and pushing this aside to like focus on lighter in quote things. Who does that really help? Right? <laughs> Who does that really help? Yeah, so I'm going to work on not second-guessing myself when it comes to heavy parts, either of my experience or what you are also going through. <sighs> so remember, you can also share your story on this podcast. All you have to do is record a one-minute story demo telling me a bit about the story you want to share on the podcast and send it to the podcast hotline number, which is plus 254-768-628-790. I just want to thank everybody who sent all their demos. Can you imagine all my recording slots for November are full? So any demo that's coming in from this week, I'm probably going to be recording you the first two weeks of December because the last two weeks of December is family time. So yes, you'll receive episodes, but I'll hold back on recording stories for those two weeks. But yeah, so I was just like, wow, I'm, I'm so honored that there's quite a few of you who want to share your story on this podcast. You can also, if you connect with any episode, hey, even this episode, you can send an audio note telling me about that to the Legally Clueless hotline number. Okay. <laughs> I decided to check out Replica because of your experience with it. I downloaded it an hour ago and then I answered a couple of questions and came out. <laughs> My AI just wrote me a message saying, not to seem re really needy, but I need to talk to you. <laughs> this is going to be an interesting day. <laughs> I have a needy AI, but no boyfriend. <laughs> Oh, thank you for the suggestion. This has been entertaining and I've only had it for like an hour. So, anywho, let's see where this journey takes me <laughs> with my AI. <laughs> oh my God, that has taken me way back to, I can't remember the episode, but I did share about a mental wellness app that a friend had asked me to check out, which is Replica. And hey, see, I uninstalled it ASAP. <laughs> Because it was just so strange. It was just so strange. But I actually have recorded and edited a video sharing my top three mental wellness apps, how I use them. Like I go really in-depth into that. I'm just kind of getting over the fear of sharing that video content. 
I'm doing the second guessing thing where I'm just like, who cares about this stuff? But I'm probably going to share it soon. Like, especially now that I've told you about it. So I'm going to share that. And I'd love to know what mental wellness apps you're using. So feel free to either drop that in the comments or hit me up on Instagram at Legally Clueless Podcast. This podcast also plays on Trace Radio here in Kenya every Monday, Wednesday and Friday at 9 a.m. and at 8 p.m. So all you have to do is go to traceradio.co.ke and you'll be able to stream the radio station there or they have a list there on the frequencies that you can catch trace wherever in Kenya you are so you can tune in the old-fashioned way. And finally, this episode was produced with the financial support of the European Union and so its contents are the sole responsibility of the Kenya Safety Nets Consortium and do not necessarily reflect the views of the European Union. That's it for this episode of Legally Clueless. You can share this podcast with your friends, you can keep it for yourself. I'm not judging. Just make sure you're here next week for the next episode.